Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Humanitarian Horizons, Christina D'Archangelo Unveiled. I'm so excited today to have yet another fun guest on my show. I'm going to introduce you to Vincent Minetti, who I am going to turn over to him so that he can introduce himself properly. Vinny, thanks for joining me today. Christina, it is a pleasure to be here. I was looking forward to this for the last few weeks now that we've been discussing things. You were kind enough to be a guest on my show. And so I really appreciate you putting me on yours. And I'll tell you what, this has been something that the more I know about you and get to know about you, um, we have so many commonalities and we've we've spoken off screen about. And um, it's just it's just really great to be here. And I love what you're doing. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate everything you do. Why don't you tell everybody what it is that you do for a living um, besides being on your own podcast, but also you're involved in screening. So I think it would be awesome if you could share that with the with the listeners and fo- um, I almost said followers, listeners and viewers. <laughs> sure. So, okay. So I'm a budding screenwriter, filmmaker, where I'm actually a began a collaboration with a dear friend of mine that I've known for over 22 years. Um, and we're going to be shooting our first short film together this March uh, called the pasta and Cheech gang. It's a mob comedy. And uh, I think it's, it's so far, I mean, it's really hitting a lot of buttons and we have Johnny Williams who is uh, lovingly known as Johnny roast beef. He's from Goodfellas. He was the guy with the Cadillac. Mm-hmm. So he's starring in it. Um, and we have an amazing behind the camera crew that, you know, you just go to IMDb, look up pasta and cheese crew. You start to see some of the people that we have. Wonderful editor, wonderful. I mean, Bobby Ferretti, who's a friend of Sal's, who is a uh, big, big Hollywood editor who's coming on board. Um, our DP, like there's just too many names to mention, but they're wonderful people that are very experienced, very talented, that are you know used to doing high, big budget movies that love, love our, 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 our story and want to be a part of it. So uh, I wrote the the screenplay. Uh, has the story. Uh, he's directing it. Uh, we're both producing it. So uh, the goal here is to make it into uh, get some awards from film festivals, then really get a feature out of it or a series. So besides that, I also have um, my show on YouTube called Vinny Presents and also uh, new to Hamilton Radio. I'll be with Hamilton Radio uh, every other Wednesday. They're out of Trenton. And that's also called Vinny Presents. They liked what I did with YouTube. So now I have my own radio show, uh, which I'm very grateful for. And that's also picked up by iHeartRadio, which is huge. So it's a lot of fun and um, I'm a novice to it. Uh, But I have to say, just me joining the social media space and being part of Instagram, not great on TikTok, but my real forte is uh, Instagram. It's where I've built a lot of my audience over the past year. Um, And I met great people, including yourself. And it's really... A testament to the ability of what can be done um, if you apply yourself and you are a go-getter. And I think there's a lot of room for anyone who's listening out there, any of your viewers, that a lot of good things can happen if you apply yourself. And so I'm very, I'm very blessed and I'm very happy. That's pretty much my story. I am really excited for your film. And, you know, I was just thinking when you were talking, I thought, you know what? You know that I have a book coming out. Because we we I I said it on your podcast um, last week, and that was really the first time I've talked about that out loud in a, a 
that type of setting. I've been kind of just quietly writing this thing along with everything else I have to do for work. And I was thinking to myself, if the book does well enough, perhaps we should shoot a film about it because it happened in Chester County, Pennsylvania, the crime against my mother and that, you know, the courts and everything else in the, and the perpetrators are all located in Pennsylvania. So maybe this will be something that we could do together collaboratively should the book be successful. And I think it will be, um, you know, and it's going to also not only shine a light onto elder abuse, which there aren't many films out there that talk about elder abuse and, and all these issues that arise in society today, but it also has the self-help aspect to it. So people will get something out of this, I think, this film um, that will help them, God forbid they're ever found in that type of situation. So I didn't mean to tie it back to me, but I just was thinking, wow, this would be pretty cool if we could turn this into a, a, a film. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic idea. I mean, and I, and I wish you a lot of luck and blessings with, with that project. But yeah, we, we would love to talk to you about it. And um, I think that you're absolutely right. It, there's not enough of a spotlight on these type of things. And I'm sure it happens a lot more frequently, unfortunately, than most people know. And I know that I hear stories all the time and stuff like that. It's heartbreaking. I mean, you know, to think that a person works their whole life and suffers their whole life and tries to raise their family and do the right thing. And then what do they have to look forward to being treated like worse than an animal? It's just, there's so many things, again, that it's just, it's heartbreaking. So I think we tend, in my opinion, we tend not to treat elder abuse um, as, as in society as, as much as we should. We should really be upping the entity on yeah. um, checking on our neighbors, yeah, making sure the stuff's reported and making sure everything's, you know, they're protected. They're very vulnerable. They're like, they're just like children. children are vulnerable. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, children and I mean, because, and, and we're going to get into our topic today, but if we compare it to how it works in the justice system, there's, you know, there's child youth services in Pennsylvania and in other states, they're called different things, but in our state, in the Commonwealth, that's called child youth services, right? And then there's elder abuse. There's an elder abuse department that sits right next door to domestic violence in Chester County. So they have their own sector. You know what I'm saying? So that should be very clear that you shouldn't be doing things like this because there are supposed to be people watching over these um, peculiar, sort of, so to speak, sensitive populations of humanity. No doubt. I mean, and for those politicians out there that maybe listen, I think this is something that you have to make one of your uh, strong points. You know, we need more leaders to step up and do more for that for that community. There's a mm -hmm. lot. There's a lot to, to. There's a lot going on in in the uh, United States, but this is a, a topic that really needs to be handled. With that being said, I mean, I think there's a certain amount of uh, my father. God rest his soul. He used to say something that was. I guess I didn't take too seriously until after he passed, but then it made sense. I guess now that I'm that I'm a little bit older. He says, you know, I want to just have enough money so that when I'm older, I can wipe my own mouth. <laughs> and I took it as a joke when he said it, but then I understood now because, you know, it's tough if you're not, especially if you're not financially independent and you're older and you're just struggling. Even it's just, it's, it's a, it's a bad thing. And it's, you know, if you don't have loving family or people that are around and just because you have a bunch of kids, they may not be around or it gets really scary. So please check on your parents, check on your neighbors, check on your aunts or uncles. It's, it's, it's important. Mm -hmm. it, it absolutely is. So 
Today, the reason why I asked you to be on the show was because we are both Italian Americans. We are both in business, in different sectors of business, but we have had the privilege of working as Italian Americans in society and in business. And one of the things that I've noticed about my work um, in in these multiple patient-facing facets is that I sometimes am discriminated against because I am Italian American. So as far as when I was opening up a bank account for my nonprofit that shares the same name as my for-profit company, because it's a sisterhood, um, these two companies, I had received a lot of questions about what this nonprofit does. Even though I have a full website, we've had a press release go out and all these things. And we had a kickoff um, for the nonprofit when my dad had passed away. Through his, that was his memorial. We did a fundraiser for the nonprofit, and then I had people, and you know, that were invited to come and celebrate my father's life. So I kind of was like, "What are you talking about? Why are you asking me so many?" At first, I didn't understand why they were asking me so many questions, right? Because I don't think like that. And so then I realized, oh, it's because my name is Christina D'Arcangelo. They think I'm going to embezzle money from my for-profit to my nonprofit, so I don't have to pay taxes. <laughs> on all the money that I make on the for-profit side. So I, I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. And then when I opened up a bank account for my one of my AI bots, it's called Cannabot. And so, yes, it works in the cannabis space and it, it doesn't do any drug dealing. You know, it's it sits on Alexa. It's a skill. It helps patients. I got it again. Now, this was several years later. We're talking 2018 when that happened. But it happened to me again. And I was like, why does this keep happening? I have not done anything illegal. Why are you aligning me with these crazy ideas that I'm doing something wrong? What has been your experience? Well, no doubt about it. I mean, being Italian-American, a lot of times you'll hear wisecracks or, um, you know, your people have predisposed notions that, you know, somehow you're corrupt or you're affiliated with, you know, bad people or you're up to something. And every culture, of course, has their their issues. But I mean, I think that we don't as a culture, maybe we don't speak up enough about it. I'm glad you did. But there's not we're not enough of us to, to, to because it's a case of very dark shadow. It discredits the achievements that you're trying to do personally, professionally. It's just an ugly thing. You know, um, I think that the country has been so in love with the gangster image that they tend to forget that it, it, it hurts people because most of the times they're not affiliated with crime and murder no. and trafficking and drugs and stuff like that. So it's, it's, you know, and I think at times are probably guilty of not doing enough to speak up. Uh, not so much the average person like yourself or, or myself, but a lot of these groups maybe need to start the pound on a table a little bit harder there were some groups, I think, that did speak up very adamantly about it in the past. I don't see so much of it anymore. I, I just would love to see a lot of these groups do more to empower our culture, focus on the beautiful things. Because let's face it, I mean, the first thing you think of if you're not Italian, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe this is best stereotypical, but you may think, okay, oh, Vinny, he must be, you know, he must be a wise guy. He must be, you know, uh, connected. But what about our, our, our culture of the Renaissance and beautiful, amazing artists and sculptors? Music. And, 
and mm-hmm. uh, geography and, and the sciences and you name it, you know, the Vatican or like there's a million things you could talk about that Italy's been involved with. You know, they brought probably brought civilization to to humanity. I mean, it's it's but we don't talk about that. We talk about, you know, oh, this one, that one, this movie, that movie. It's mm-hmm. I, again, I, I have to say it's it's something that and, and I think I hate to say, but I think Italians too take some sort of sick pleasure in reinforcing that that stereotype. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Like even with we talked about my father on your podcast, you know, about the blue collar upbringing and stuff. And my dad was a teamster. So and he was Italian and he was one of the, the you know, one of the big teamsters um, because he was a negotiator, you know, for the people um, that were also teamsters on the turnpike. And so people would say stuff to me about my father being a teamster when I was younger. And I I, I was so upset by that because my dad was not a gangster. I mean, well, he liked to play cards, you know, poker and stuff like that. But that, that was that's legal. You know, he would go to the casino in Atlantic City and play. Um, so I, I just didn't understand what the obsession was relative to his involvement in the Teamsters and the Italian American culture. And it used to make me really pissed when it happened because you know, my dad was a good guy. He was just trying to help people. He was trying to make sure that their rights were always preserved you know, from a labor standpoint, what does that have to do with mob life? Like that doesn't even make sense. You know what I'm saying? There's not enough. uh, Yeah. There's not enough sensitivity to these things. I think in in by and large, I think, again, I I start with, with us. I start with the Italians that and the Italian Americans here that need to reinforce that and stop. Yeah. Yeah. And and to your point earlier about the groups, like I think the groups need to do a better job. I mean, I don't have time to start another (laughs) group or company because I'm quite busy. Um, but you know, I feel like the ones that are out there, they could do a better job educating on our culture. It's not just about pasta and, 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 and gangster life and things of that nature. Or the fact that we wear black all the time. I just love black. My whole closet is almost black today. I wear blue. You can't really tell it's a dark, dark blue. Um, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. You get wisecracks about that. What do you go into a funeral? No, I just like black. I love black. I've always worn black. As a matter of fact, when I had my son, my dad made me promise him that I would always put my son in colors, not black all the time. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I still do. I abide by his request, even though he's passed along. But, you know, the point is, is that we could do better. Right. And so I think today, what one of our initiatives was coming on here and talking about some of the things that we do as professionals, specifically what you do as a professional. I think that the whole idea was so that we could kind of shine a light on top of this. And maybe people would think a little differently about us, Italian Americans, but also a call to action to the other Italian Americans in, in, you know, our culture and in, you know, in the United States that we bump into or we know or whatever to be more collaborative rather than just kind of being in your box and doing your thing, like looking outside the box and making sure there's equality. Oh, no doubt. I mean, and I think that the appeal will probably fall in deaf ears when it comes to leaders, because I think the problem that we continue to face, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of the people listening will agree that that are Italian or Italian descent is that we know we need to stick together. Well, how do you stick together? You have to overcome a lot of these jealous tendencies, mm-hmm. uh, the showmanship, the comp- the competitiveness. The good thing and bad thing about Italians, if I may say so, is the competitive competitiveness. It's a good thing because we wanted we want to keep climbing and 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 reaching a, a new level. 
sometimes we forget that we shouldn't be stepping on somebody else in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So we have to, we have to, the competitiveness again has to be taken into account so, so much that it's, it's collaborative. Like you said, we have to collaborate. If you're part of a tiny American organization, there's, there's good ones. I don't want to bash them, but if you're part of them and you realize that all they want to do is sit around and have coffee and espresso and biscotti and talk about Sinatra and Frankie Valley. You're not going to, if that's what you want to do, then that's a social club. But if you mm-hmm. want, if you want to, me, I've always been a person of action. Right. I, I want something, I want something to be done. I want us to progress. Right. And right. I was at, I was a leader of one uh, many years ago. I was really excited about it. And I realized they just wanted some young kid that's going to bring more young kids in. And this way they can <laughs> enjoy their lavish parties in New York and go to their, you know, their big uh, swanky balls and give each other awards. That's not what it's about, you know? So if you're part of an organization that sounds like that, then you should get out and you should, or should vote in leaders that are actually going to create self-help or mutual aid sort of societies, which is what they did when they came over years ago. And maybe you could pull your resources and start doing business together. Maybe you start raising money and have scholarships for, for tiny American kids that don't have money to go to school. Mm-hmm. Do something, do right. something. Don't, don't, don't talk about the good old days and know, uh, you know, who, who could speak better dialect than you know, it, it starts to get really like stupid after a while. Yeah. Yeah. The dialect, especially because in my family, my mom's side was Northern and my dad was Sicilian, right? My dad's side. So we had that diverse. That's why I'm really a blonde because of my mom's side and my, you know, but I'm built like a Sicilian. So <laughs> I'm a very odd you know, mix of people. <laughs> and, um, but the dialect was very hard because I speak both, but I'm not fluent. And sometimes I like, kind of commingle, if you will. And it's very hard. You know, it was hard for me growing up. And and this was Italian. I mean, we were Italian, all holistically Italian. And even like skin coloring, you know, comments made about my, you know, my skin coloring, because I get, you know, I'm a little bit tanner than the Northern Italians, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I got a lot of crap when I, even within my own family. Um, and, and it was like, geez, this is ridiculous. Um, and I think that even like when we first started the show, we were talking about what you do for a living and me just innocently saying, hey, I got a book, as you know, maybe we could do something if I get, if the book does well, you know, I don't want to do it if I, I don't do well with the book because no one will watch the film. And I, you know, and I don't want to waste your time and everybody else's time on your side. But right there was a good example of two people coming together. We're both Italian Americans and we both have some mutual things in common and we have common goals. So why not embrace these things across our culture and just being more mindful and, and educating more, I think, would be very helpful. Yeah, and I think you have to give people a serious, tangible thing for them to want to be involved in. Like, again, you know, I don't have the time to start an organization, nor do I think I should. You know, maybe if I became independently wealthy later on in life, sure. But did we have existing ones that are out there that we don't have to reinvent the, the wheel? We just have to, you know, we have to fix the wheel. So what does that mean? We need to, like, for instance... You know, I know a lot of people that want to be uh, dual citizens, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's nostalgia or whether they may want to live in Italy, whatever. Why do they have to pay ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to do all the paperwork? This and that? Why with all these organizations and the consulates and all these different apparatuses? Why do we have to spend those money to, you know, there's people like myself that want to, that are interested in maybe uh, pursuing, you know, a knighthood by by the Republic of Italy or even some of these other organizations. You know, some people get in because they have a ton of money and they have, you know, high degrees. 
they don't they don't provide enough access for the common person like you or you or I to excel. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they should have they have a ton of professionals, judges, lawyers. I mean, there's there's a ton of wealthy Italian Americans out there. Maybe we need little little pockets and little sub organizations or subcommittees where if I want to be a lawyer, I'm a 20 year old kid or whatever. Now I go to this organization. They put you in touch with other people that are already have already achieved success and they tell you what you got to do. Maybe they even have a fund that, that you can access or you can borrow money from your yeah. own your own group. Yeah. You know, or maybe you want to buy properties and and and, and be a speculator. You go to this Italian American group and if as long as you qualify, boom, they'll 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 co-sign and they'll help enough of the espresso and biscotti. To, let's yes, actually do something. Yeah, I agree with you. It's so funny you read my mind because I was thinking I didn't want to interrupt you while you were talking. I wanted to say, what about a fund? Okay, I've had to raise money. I'm sure you've had to raise money in your your lifetime so far. And you're going to continue to raise money to do what you need to do. Same here, right? And I have not found any funds in our culture that I could raise against for my tech company. You know, that's what we were raising money for, um, my CFO and I. And and, And it's like, wow, you know, like, how come there isn't anything out there for us to to kind of bank on and say, hey, listen, I'm not saying they give it to us just because we're Italian. I'm saying we're qualified, obviously, to receive these funds and pay these people back in a reasonable term without too much juice, you know, i.e. interest on there. But the point is, there isn't anything. And so, you know, maybe at some point, somebody will start, you know, maybe we'll end up doing something in the near future through some of the funds that we've been successful in raising that were humanitarian. Why not? you know, try to do something with them because they already know who I am and they know my work and they know that, you know, I'm proud to be an Italian American woman in business, you know, raising a little boy, you know, who's Italian American as well and African American. My kid's biracial. So he's got the best of both of us. You know, I feel he has so much cultural. And and that's why I when I posted up my my post yesterday for Black History Month, I specifically wrote about him and the fact that we should embrace this. You know, when when I had him, I didn't set out to create this wonderful cultural diversified family unit. That wasn't it. It was just, you know, I fell in love and, and I had a kid. And now my son is navigating this world of being biracial and then seeing things on the Italian side and seeing things on the African-American side and kind of always being in the middle of all of it. Because he just brought it up to me two nights ago. He's like, mom, it's tough. It's tough being me, mom. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of struggles. I mean, and again, I, I totally I think we're absolutely on the same page. We need to look again, leaders, if you're watching, <laughs> think about what we're talking about here. It's it, the money aspect. I know there's a lot. It, sh- it shouldn't just be all about money. But right. as a people, why not like that? You know, people are all struggling to to help each other, you know, whether it's employment. There's a lot of people that are unemployed. So let's do an employment part to that to that organization i don't know i wish i had the time because i probably would create like something like no one's ever seen but um there's enough people that are there in those positions that they should they need to pick up the ball and run with it and stop worrying about the um what what gala they're being invited to or what they pretend they have or posturing Mm -hmm. we don't have time for that it's time to really to 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 do something with uh, uh, millions of people tens of millions of people that are here that that want to do something. I agree with you. Well, thank you so much, Vinny, for being on today. 
It was great to catch up. I, I feel lucky that I got to see you two weeks in a row. <laughs> but I enjoy all the things that you put on Instagram. I just love your spirit. I, I just, I'm so thankful to know you. And I really appreciate you coming on and taking time out of your very busy day on a Friday to come and meet with me and talk about our culture and how we can do better to support it. Now, it's my pleasure. Likewise, you're a wonderful person. I love what you're involved in. And I'm, uh, you can count on me to, to always be supportive of you and, and all of your uh, beautiful projects. And look, I, I think that people sometimes, well, there's no coincidences. So we got together, we did this thing, and God just puts people together sometimes uh, for, for a great thing. So I'm blessed to, to know you. And uh, again, it's anytime if we could do something collaborative um, for your viewers out there. If they want to, um, if you don't mind, I guess I'll plug myself. If they want to watch yep. me, I'm on YouTube, Vinny Presents. We're nearing 900 subscribers. So that's cool. And it's been like less than a year, you know, and a special little side message to people because I love to empower people is do it, get out there. Social media is a beautiful thing if used properly, um, as is evident between myself and Christina right here. <laughs> and, um, Go out there, achieve your dreams. Don't get stuck in depression. Don't get stuck in, don't get in a world of if onlys. Don't get into the, the self-gratification. Suffer, sacrifice, keep working hard each and every day. Things will work out. Just stay focused. And also, if anybody would love to email me, I'm at Vinny from SP at gmail.com, V-I-N-N-Y, Vinny from SP. It's Vinny from South Philly. That's my, <laughs> my moniker on Instagram and TikTok as well. Enough plugging to myself. Christina, you've been wonderful. I really appreciate the time. Thank you so much and good luck with your new show. I'm excited for you and I'm excited to see all the amazing things you're going to do. And thank you again for being on my show. And thank you to all of our viewers and listeners for tuning in to Humanitarian Horizons, Christina D'Arcangelo Unveiled.